Alrighty, folks, welcome to episode 111 of the Off-Center Archers. I'm Anthony, and tonight's going to be a little different. Uh, Stephanie is not here right now. She is at her mother's house. I gave her a break away from uh, our son. He's been stressing her out quite a bit. So I decided for the weekend to let her go to her mother's house and hang out. So instead of me and Steph, you got me and Dougie from Florida. The high testosterone episode. That's it. Yeah, two guys. (laughs) Nuts everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, we're going to touch up on a couple things. One, where I've been, what's been changing. Uh, me and Doug are going to go over some topics that have been very hot lately in a lot of other podcasts just to give our input on them because a lot of things that have been mentioned I absolutely agree with. And uh, also set up changes on what he's changed with his bows. Both me and Doug shoot the same style bow or actually the same exact bow. And stuff. Yeah. So this episode should be filled with a bunch of um, typical dude nonsense. Yeah, but I got a totally different setup on mine compared to yours. Now you do, yeah, yeah. Now you do. That's <laughs> for sure. Um. All right. So first topic: Where have I been? I had posted a while ago, about three months ago now, of what had happened because people were messaging us about you know where have we been and what's been going on. There's been no podcast. To put it shortly, like I've said a hundred times in other episodes, I am a heavy-duty mechanic. I work on big rigs and trailers for the shipping industry. We came, Me and my partner, one of the other mechanics from work, went to another facility. We were setting up a storage trailer, so basically you have to cut the whole wheelbase and landing gear off it. You drop the trailer on the ground and so on. It becomes a storage trailer. We were on our way back to our facility And anyone who's been in South Carolina on I-26 can tell you traffic can go from 70 to zero in a quarter of a mile. Well, needless to say, we stopped. And the freight liner that was hauling 38,000 pounds of dog food behind us did not. He hit us. So you just got dog shitted. Oh, pretty much. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So needless to say, I mean, we were driving our Chevy 2500 uh, work truck whole box on the back lift gate on the back of it he hit us probably at about i want to say 20 somewhere between 25 and 30 while he was sliding to a stop he did his due diligence and tried to stop i mean he had all of his wheels between the trailer and the truck fully locked down and he was sliding um well needless to say he hit us and he had one of the uh brush guard bars on the front of his truck it proceeded to grab the lift gate push the ass end of the truck down and i drove up the back of a cadillac now i'm not joking i literally drove up the back of a cadillac i shoved the dude's trunk through his back fucking window <laughs> um but there is a kind of a good side to it is the fact that like i said my partner from work was also in the truck with me he happened to look in the mirror and say oh fuck he's gonna hit us which kind of gave us a good two or three seconds to prep. So both of us leaned into the back of the chair. I got a really probably white knuckle grip the steering wheel. And uh, we went for the ride. Well, I kind of messed my left shoulder up a bit. Nothing tore, but I bruised 
pretty much all the muscles in my left shoulder. My rotator cuff and on the front side of the tendons is, is insanely sore. Um, it pretty much stopped me from being able to shoot my bow for at least six weeks. I, could, I couldn't even lift my Performax up. Never mind try to shoot it with the stabilizers on it. I couldn't physically lift the bow in front of me. So I've been doing a lot of therapy stuff, exercises, um, holding under tension. And it's stupid. You don't realize how, you know, trying to hold a 10-pound resistant band at your side under tension to try and get all those muscles to get stronger again in the rotator cuff. 10 pounds after you get hurt really, really fucking sucks. <laughs> um, and I, I, I've been gradually getting stronger now and stuff like that. So that's where we've been. Um, it's just, it's not the fact of like trying to avoid the podcast or doing one or anything like that is I got fucked up blatantly as it is. Um, and you know, just been doing the due diligence to recover and not completely destroy my shoulder. Just saying, fuck it. I'm going to shoot any goddamn way. Um, that would have been me. Probably. No, I mean, but <laughs> fuck, bro. I mean, you know me. I mean, we've been friends for damn near two decades now. Ten years ago, I would have been like, fuck this shit. I'm shooting anyway. I don't give a fuck. But I'm older. I got a wife, two kids, you know, got a house. <laughs> got to make sure I have that paycheck coming in for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's always a priority. Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. So, oh. you know, it's... uh. It was one of those things, but, you know, over the, like I said, over the last pretty much three months, I've gotten myself to the point where I'm, I'm not or still to this day, I'm still not 100% strength wise in the shoulder, but I'm gradually getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, I can't, I still, I can shoot the perform X, even though the weight draw is low, but the bow itself with the stabilizers and you know that that heavy ass it's not it's not light <laughs> no no it's not light and you know once you get you know four ounces of weight on the front 12 ounces of weight on the rear the bow itself is fucking like five and a half and we're almost six pounds or some stupid shit that bow finger scope is not light the cbe verdicts is not light you know there's nothing about that setup that's light at all so by the time you're done you're trying to hold up like a bow that's like 10 pounds you know if not more and um, mm -hmm. at static weight, holding it out after about 20 seconds, I had better have let the shot off because my fucking aim is just all over the fucking place if I don't. Um, but, it, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm getting stronger. I've been going to some of the local 3D shoots with um, Arthur and Russell here in South Carolina. Oh, as of lately, uh, probably the last month, I think we did like two or three of them. But you've been not shooting your perform. What no, have you not. been shooting? No, I have not. Yes, no, no, no. Um, well, everybody knows I have the inertia. Originally, it was after about two months, I was able to hold the inertia up and draw it back. But it was the same thing. I had maybe 15 seconds to be able to aim and fire. There was no holding that fucking bow for me. Um, and it wasn't because of the weight of the bow. It's just the, the um, I guess, the natural pressure of that bow being like 72 or 74 pounds or whatever. Even though you're trying to hold the weight, you know, skeletal-wise, like you're supposed to, proper form, and yada, yada, yada. Um, that weight on the front tendon of my shoulder and the 
of me not being able to expand myself through the shot on the front side of my body on my left arm um it was still like 15 seconds or let it fly and then uh i went to the range one day i was shooting around with arthur and everybody we were just doing our practice stuff at saluda river and having a good old time shooting just being stupid and as always you know i go there and kevin decides to bust my chops because um the bow that they always let me shoot was there on the rack, which is the uh, <laughs> the sand, the Sandman version or the Coyote Gr- Coyote Brown um, uh, EVL thirty two. So he's like, "Oh, you know, you got to buy it. You always shoot it, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Ah, whatever. I'll see what Steph says." And me nonchalantly, I'm just being stupid. I'm like, "Hey, Kevin's busting my chops about the EVL, you know." And Steph's like, "Well, we're good." All the bills are caught up. We're actually ahead. Fuck it. Buy it. Excuse me? What? <laughs> My, wait a minute. It's those moments when the wife says, you can buy it. You're like, what, what, what? Yeah, yeah. I you know do me. it now, otherwise before she changes her fucking mind. Right, yeah, and you know how I am. I've sent her a message back, stop fucking around. She's like, no, I'm serious. You can buy it. And I literally handed them my inertia, said, swap everything from this bow to that bow. I'll take it. Oh, Okay. What do you want us to send us the poundage at? I'm like, what's a factory? They're like, 70. Lock the limbs down. They're like, right. oh, you know. They're like, oh, well, you know, you, you still kind of hurt. I'm like, you just watched me shoot 100 plus arrows out of the inertia. This thing's at 74. Lock the limbs down at 70. I was like, this thing has less let off than that thing has. It'll be at 80, blah, 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 blah. All right, cool. So. I now have a 2021 PSE EVL 32, and I absolutely love that fucking bow. It shoots fantastic. I still haven't made up my mind about the grip. I really haven't. Um, and I would say the main reason I, I don't know about it yet is, I, you know, I'm good at shooting off the riser. I shot off the riser with the inertia, and I shot off the riser with the perform and whatnot. And I, well, pretty much every fucking PSE I've, I've ever owned, I've always shot off the riser. And I wanted to give the grip a chance because, I mean, once you have your hand on it, it doesn't want to move. The bow just stays there, and it just fucking hangs out. And it's like, yeah, bitch, let's fire. Um, <laughs> but the only thing I have noticed now after the last month I would say is that the um, the grip is starting to move in my hand, which is kind of weird because it's not like a hard rubber. Like Matthews uses a hard rubber or a harder rubber. Um, the UltraView grip, like Steph has on her, what does she have? The VXR twenty eight or whatever, um, is is really like stiff and just sits in your hand. This yeah. thing doesn't. This thing wants to move. And that's what I've noticed over the last couple of, the last probably week and a half. Um, actually, since I went to the last 3D shoot uh, last weekend, I can feel the grip physically moving in my hand while I'm at full draw as I'm, you know, I'm just trying to move, make that little movement to get the bubble in the center on my scope. And I feel yeah. the grip shift. So I'm like, okay, it might be time for me just to say, screw it rip the grip off the damn thing, throw it to the side, because I really have been lately having a problem with my tears left to right. My heights have been fine, but my left yeah. to right tear from torquing has been fucking horrendous. Um, 
and I, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with my shoulder because when I feel that twitch, I kind of move and I try to recover. And I, it, it happens to be as I'm going through my follow through that it happens and my the, the twitch just causes me to trigger and the fucking bow goes off and the arrow's gone. Um, so you hear the background. No, no. Luckily, I haven't shot anyone yet. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but I mean, no. I mean, he says that now. No, no, no. <laughs> like the, the twitch is not really that severe. The twitch probably, even in the backyard, I can shoot sixty-five yards in my backyard if I if I go from corner to corner um, inside the fence. And with the twitch, I'll be two inches out of the ring. It's really not bad. It's not a horrible twitch, but it just. I feel that tweak, and all of a sudden, my right hand just closes, and the fucking arrow's gone. Um, so, you know, there's a couple things I still have to work on. So, but you know, now with all this hype about you know the Bomar um, grip tape, grip I don't tape. Know, is it what the hell is it called? Uh, it's a grip tape. Oh, it's a grip tape. It's okay. Bomar grip tape, and I've seen it, oh. and I've actually held a couple of bows that have have had it on. Right, and I'm like. Because I use tennis racket grip on mine. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this stuff is thin. It barely, you know, adds anything to the grip of the bow. Mm-hmm. You know how normally you put your, if you put a freaking tennis racket, it kind of widens your grip a little bit and it's a little puffy. Right. This is like just slapping regular tape on it. It's thin, but it's got, it's, I, I'm like, Dude, I want to get some. <laughs> All right. So, see, that that's what I need is I need other people's opinions. Because, you know, I hear a lot of shit down here in South Carolina because, you know, a lot of guys here are, I'm trying to not say it like a dickhead, but a lot of guys here are the do-it-yourself guys. So, it's not just going to be tennis racket tape. They're going to try tennis racket tape. They're going to try lizard tape. They're going to try this. They're going to try that. Blah, 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 blah. Baseball wrap tape. Yeah, baseball wrap. Yeah, I've, had, exactly. I've had a couple of guys do you do do that down here. Yeah, I've, I know guys down here that have hockey tape on their bows. So you know what I mean. And right now, the biggest two favorites of everybody is the new Bomar shit because it's the new hotness. And oh, yeah. nose um, button and all. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't mm-hmm. even chew with my nose button anymore. Um, I should actually get another one, but whatever. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. I, I'll probably just order everything this week. I'll order the, the lizard tape, not the lizard tape, the Bomar grip tape and, <laughs> and the brand new green small nose button. But like down here, like I said, everyone's like the do it yourself. So you got guys with hockey tape, this, that, and the other. So the big ones right now are the Bomar grip, new grip tape, because it's, it's super thin and that's what everyone loves about it. It's crazy thin. And you can always uh, rep your bow twice with what they give you. Oh, nice. Um, and then the other one is something called lizard tape, which I've never heard of that. I guess that's also like another big one here. It's another one that's super thin. It doesn't give the bow that fluffiness that you get from racket tape, which is something that drove me nuts. Me and you, I mean, when last time you were up here, we went and got some from my bow and shit. And I took it off the bow. It didn't last. (laughs) No, I took it off the bow in a week. I was like, no, I can't. The bow just, it's the weirdest thing to say. The handle literally felt fluffy. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but for my fucking stupid gearhead, it's like, how'd it feel? Fluffy. It didn't feel right. It didn't have that rigidity, you know, like I said, yeah. like even like, you know, the Matthews grip or the Ultraview grip, it's got that nice stiffness to it. I put that shit on my bow and I'm like, oh, it's like holding a pillow. What the fuck? 
have a seventeen hundred dollar shoe through riser, you know, frame bow, and my hand feels cushy, doesn't feel right. What the fuck, you know? So, but it, that's also my retardation. So whatever. So, but that's what's been going on here. So getting injured, getting the new bow. The bow is all set up now. It's uh, really, really good at shooting. I've had fun with it. Um, doing a lot of shoots with Arthur and just having a fun old time up here in South Carolina between, you know, me, Arthur, and Russell seem to be the now the trio that goes to all the shoots up here together. Yeah. So, all right. So what has been going on with your setup since I have not been shooting my perform whatsoever actually matter of fact my <laughs> 15 inch stabilizer from the perform is now the front bar on my evl and my 12 inch since i got bored and wanted to try a 15 inch bar and a 12 inch bar and i now have a 15 inch front bar on the perform on the, on the evl and i also have the 12 inch bar as my back bar on the evl so yeah. your entire setup has been swapped around yeah other than the site other the than the site, well, no, not, well, yeah, the site's pretty much yeah, the same, is... except your site went from, you know, a little bit of black here, a little bit of purple there, to just purple! <laughs> no, well, once when I get to perform, everything went purple on that one at the beginning. Um, right. But I did switch out from the wig sticks I had, the uh, 30 front and the one sidebar, the 12-inch sidebar, to 212... Uh, back bar V's and a 30 inch shrewd shrewd bars. So you have all shrewds now. All shrewds. Now keep in mind, folks, and since you said that since you switched. I switched out. You didn't actually get rid of the bars. They are at, you no, reassembled they, your super. They went back to the original super where they were meant for. They went back to the OG. <laughs> so they're back on there along with the Spa Hog um, blade rest I had on it. Right. I went, went from the back, took that off to perform, threw it back on my Supra because I'm setting that up for field targets, like my 900s, uh, the hunter round, the animal round, you know, all that field shit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, so that so that one's gonna be that one's already set up. I just got Fletch uh, my Vaps. I just got for them. Right. So we start doing that. But I also got the Hamski rest now on the perform. You got the Trinity. The Trinity. Right. And, oh, saying that in today was just like, ah, oh, this is so nice. Oh, yeah. It was almost, it, 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 this is the first time I've ever taken something brand new out of the box, slapped it on the bow, didn't make one adjustment on the fucking thing other than, okay, time it with the limb stop. Oh, done. Left and right. Don't know yet. Looks good. Back tune that thing. I did not touch the rest at all. That's awesome. I'm like, this is. Uh, it was meant for the bow. It was meant for me. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. No, I agree, man. That, that's that's definitely the rest I've been eyeballing when it comes to um, redoing the performer. So, see, but, see, I, I'm I'm caught in a. Well, like the only a, reason a, why I went with the drop away on the ham skis because you know I, I've been shooting a blade rest for as long as I've been shooting target mm -hmm. and. Other than my Supra, when I put it on the Perform, every now and then I get that drop off the blade, drop mm -hmm. off the blade, draw back and drop off the blade. Right. And it only happened on the Perform. Right. The Supra, I have whoosh, done. Okay, shoot and let go. 
perform every now and then. It's like line up, draw a bet. God damn it, get back up on the right and do it again. And right. it's like, oh, oh no, see, I completely but, understand that shit because. Uh, but it was only on the perform. But majority of the time, mm-hmm. it was you know, especially in uh, competition s- settings, I didn't have a problem because I really took my time, right, lining up that shot. You know, because that's how I am at comp competitions. It's just like I take my time. Right. Yeah. But when I'm practicing, it's like, you know, I just want to go wing, 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 mm-hmm. get it, get it done. And you know, maybe that's not the way I should do it, but you know, it's always worked for me. Well, I mean, some days you go to the range and you're like, it's all about the reps. It's not even about, you know, I just want to get you yeah, know, some never, shots into the It's never strong. about, exactly. Sometimes it's, it's not about a matter of hitting the, hitting, hitting, making that group. It's about being that. How many arrows can I sling out? Mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely. So, I have days like that where I'm, I'm just go to the range and I just fire shit off like crazy. But yeah, between that and then, you know, obviously, everything I've been doing lately with the, with my club, um, since the takeover, I haven't put hold it on, that hold way. On. Don't get too far. Though. Let's stick on the boat. Cause that's a whole topic we're going to get into now, <laughs> but you know, just getting on that, uh, having time to get on. It was just like, Oh, today was that day where everything just lined up like, Oh, let's just take time and tune. Mm-hmm. So, and I finished the day. I was like, okay, got my 20, my 60 after I back tuned. Cause that was the first thing we did We like, I got a quick 20 when I first put the rest on. I was like, okay, that's a rough 20. That's good enough to start the back tune. Right. So today I got to the range, me and Joe, um, hit the, hit one of the side lanes. So that way we weren't around anyone. Cause you have to ba- walk back everything. Mm-hmm. So we took one of those and I'm like, He's like, dude, you hit the line. Okay. Let's walk back 20. Walk back to the 40. Okay. Tink, you hit the line again. Fuck it. Let's hit 50. Just to make sure. (laughs) We're going deep, son. (laughs) We're going deep. Tink. Ah, okay. I'm good. There you go. And Joe is doing fine, too. He goes, I still got two more bows to do. Nice. He's doing all, all of his bows. Because he's got a fetish competition and uh, for in uh, fuck when is it? Two weeks from now, right? Um, just after our three D, he's up for shooter of the year in our, the the state fetish competitions. Nice. He could even come in third and still get get shooter of the year. Jesus Christ! That's how far ahead in points he is. Like, I'm just gonna show up. Pretty much, <laughs> he has to show up in order to. In order to get it, nice. that's the only bad part. Jesus. So him, him and Shannon both, but it was just one of those. All right, cool. So I got that done today, and then I get home. This you're gonna get a kick out of this one. I get a text message from Shannon going, "Did you set up the range for a shoot tomorrow?" I'm like, "What?" Don said you're gonna set up to shoot. <laughs> set uh, set up the range for a Labor Day shoot. I'm like, "What the fuck?" And so I call up Don. <laughs> Don's like. I was just fucking with her. I wanted to see what she'd say. Oh, Jesus. So I, so I decided She's to have some fun in back. I said, yeah, don't, yeah, we're having a shoot tomorrow. Tell Joe I'll meet him there at 6.30. She's like, what, really? And then it became real. <laughs> and then it Joe became calls real. Me up. Joe calls me up and goes, yeah, we're going to set up the range. We're not going to do a whole 20, 20 targets, maybe 15, to, 10 to 15. 
and just post on Facebook. It's a free shoe for anyone who comes. Like this way, we get a practice run before you know our weekend. Sh- our weekend 3D is coming up weekend. Like yeah, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that works. I mean, sometimes we. So Don basically made a joke, and it became a reality. So pretty much that works. Pretty much. All right, way to go, Don. I just find it funny. I thought it was a funny story to tell. I was just like, wow, okay, all right, cool. Hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah, down here, up so, well, up here, I should say, since you're in Florida. Um, yeah, the only the only bad part we have right now is we ordered an, about, the club ordered four new targets and about four replacement cores for our animals. Right. And Joe ordered an extra f- three or four animals for himself that he'll share with the club. Mm-hmm. Of course, when he, when I, on Lancaster, Tink, everything's in stock. Tink, send. Jesus. Day later. Day later. Back order, back order, back order, back order, back order. Back order. You gotta be fucking kidding. That's everything. Everything's on back order. Everything but is it, on back order. But he had no intentions on ordering them if they weren't, if they were in stock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's if like they right all now, said man, back order, he wouldn't have bothered. Yeah, well, that's like right now. If you look on Facebook at all, you get all these, especially if you look at archery shit, then, you know, Facebook's <laughs> algorithm says, hey, you want to look at this. And you get all the ads for the $100 full size 3D targets. Oh yeah, I'm waiting for some. I'm waiting just for one asshole to say he actually got them. Oh yeah, it's bullshit. Oh, I know it's bullshit, but that's why I keep wondering. I'm like, then on the a lot of the archery classifieds, have you been noticing people are trying to get you know just excels or something else? They're going. Does anyone have these? Every time I go on Lancaster on back order, I need Mm -hmm. one now. Yeah, there's nothing available now. There's not. You know, Joe's a Lancaster um, dealer. dealer. He, you know, because he's in our, he's got his own little shop and everything, and he's like, dude, pretty much almost everything's back ordered. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Almost everything is out of stock or in back order mode. That's the only reason why you know the target situation was kind of a a fluke. We're like, okay, it says available. Shit, fuck, you know. And then yeah, it turns yeah. out they're all on back order. It's like you got to be kidding me. Well, I, see, that's the weird part now is because, you know, just, just like everyone knows that's listened to the podcast before, Stephanie is the owner-operator of Shooting Skulls. She actually yep. just got an email the other day notifying her about shipments to Australia that if you if you're, you if someone orders something from Australia, they're going to have to go through a special shipper to ship shit to Australia now. Apparently, like, the U.S. Postal Service will not be sending anything to fucking Australia. So, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Let's just say Australia's in a world of hurt right now because their government's going straight down well, the I heard shitter. About the, I heard about the trucking strike that they had. Yes, yes. From If you actually look at some of the roadmaps, I believe right now, one highway has like 900 or 1,000 trucks parked just oh on the God. side. They're just fucking chilling. And like in some spots, they actually block the bridges to get into the cities. They park their trucks across the hot, across the bridge so that people can't nice. get into the city. So Australia is doing, you know, what a bunch of the shit talking people in the U.S. said that they were going to do in truck strike and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Australians are actually doing that shit. Um, but who knows? Who well, knows that's that? because, unfortunately, here in America, we can't afford to do to just stop working. Well, the the, the problem is, uh, 
the reality is just from working in the shipping industry, I can tell everyone flat out, we don't have enough drivers anywhere. And once the government put in those ELDs that the electronic logging devices that are in trucks that monitor everything the truck does from mile an hour to speed to time on lunch, blah, 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 blah. It monitors their entire life the minute they're in that fucking truck. Um, so their hours have been cut down. There's no more, you know, skimming the system. I only got 25 miles left. No, it'll actually send a message to DOT that you have broken the fucking law for them to come and get you. It's fucked up. Oh, dear God. Yeah, it's fucked up that they can, like, come and find you and, and give you violations and, G like, your GS GPS location and all that crazy shit. So th there's not enough trucks, period. There's not, well, should, there's not enough. Well, there's probably at this point of shipping because of the, pand the, the, the pandemic, with quotes, um, there's not enough drivers. There's not enough trucks to get the freight moved. So, and, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of companies, uh, like requesting team drivers. So like, and it specifically will say if you and your wife have a CDL and you're both truck drivers, we will hire you because that truck doesn't have to shut off all fucking day long. He can drive 12 hours in a shift. She can drive 12 hours in a shift and the truck never has to stop. So. It, 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 it's, it, it's insane what's going on. Like, you know, we see photos and videos of the dock locations that have the shipping containers and shit. And there are containers with dates on them that are still mm -hmm. waiting to leave the yard that have been there for four months. That's how far behind they are. Oh, my because God. Because of all the lockdowns and all the shit. So, you know, that's why you see everywhere you look. If you don't got a job, go work for a shipping company. They're all fucking hiring. Every one of them. Half of them are worth hiring some of the most worthless fucking people on the planet, too. I mean, Jesus Christ. Beggars can't be choosers. No, 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 no. Well, it's also, you know, the whole, you know, the, the, the labor shortage. Stop giving people an extra $600 bonus and watch how fast their asses get back to fucking work. So, but that's my two cents on, on shitty politics, but whatever. <laughs> and back on to our tree topics. Yes, back on to our tree. So, <laughs> all right, so since you mentioned a club before, let's talk about some club yeah. topics because this seems to be a hot topic on a bunch of archery podcasts. And oh, yeah. Your the club, rise and fall of clubs. Yes, this has recently gone through in your club because, I mean, I've talked to you and Donnie and everybody all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. um, literally, the forcing the hand to, of the change of the old guard, pushing the old timers out of leadership. It, well, it didn't. It, it, yeah, it was kind of that. We had two, the treasurer and the president. Because unfortunately, we didn't know this, but before I got involved, um, we only actually had a president, a vice president, um, our secretary, and treasurer. That was it. Right. You have to have five to have it for. It's according to our bylaws, you have to have five right. members, and we didn't have them all. And we had a had a the self appointed title of vice president of maintenance, which wasn't even a title in the bylaws. It's not even a working thing. Kind of like in the mi middle of this, I feel bad for him now. Hindsight being what it is, mm -hmm. but what ended up happening is there was an altercation between 
our vice president and another club member and and some shady stuff that got him basically stripped the title and put on probation. Right. He wasn't kicked out of the club, but now he's just a regular member. Mm-hmm. But he has no power. Right. And then literally the week after that, the president who goes, well, after he made sure he's like, we're going to do this, this, he's going to be on probation. You know, and if he fucks up, I'll make sure that, you know, he's booted. Okay. Week later, he quits. Nice. Just straight up quits. Like, oh, I got my, my job, my job. I got a job offer. That's going to require more time of me. I can't do this anymore. Right. Really? So that started the whole shit. Now we got to have an election and get a new president in. And at the same time, our treasurer, who was our one of our past presidents, who kind of stepped back a little bit because he didn't want the president deal anymore, but he still wanted to be part of the club in some way, even though he hasn't shot in almost two years. Which is fine. You can be a, an officer of a club and not actually participate I have no problem with that. But he was like, well, since he quit, I'm quitting too. Oh, Jesus. So that left us with only one official official in the club that was our secretary. But our supposed made-up title VP of maintenance ended up acting like, well, since I'm vice president, I should be in charge. Right. So that caused a whole big fiasco. So we, but we ended up having emergency elections, you know. Um, and here's where the fun part comes in. We had our new, our current, our now current president went voted in uncontested. No other contestants. Which no one's going. I want to be president also. too. So there was no runoff. It was just like, okay, no one. All right, you 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 got the part. Donnie, same thing. He's now our vice president. Donna, my wife, who we both know has no RG skills whatsoever, but she's good with books. She ran for treasurer. Guess what? She got treasurer. Uncontested. I don't know. Sometimes that to me that part's funny. <clears throat> you want to spend yeah. money on what motherfucker? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And then, obviously, I ran at, for uh, range captain, and again, I'm contested. But in the midst of all of this, everyone starts bitching that we pushed everyone out, and we're taking over the club, and this and that and that, that and that. Bitch, motherfucker. Pardon my French, and I shouldn't talk like this for my political position in the club, but no one voted on hardly anybody. Right. And the votes that did come in were maybe no more than five per person for that person and no contention right, against right. the positions. Where's the takeover? Oh, I agree. I Where's agree. the power play? There was no power play. There was no participation amongst the club members is what it was. Mm-hmm. So when I hear people bitching and moaning, going, hey, you know, you guys pushed out so-and-so, this, that, and the other thing. You guys are Are we improving the club? Yeah, yeah, you guys are definitely improving the club, but you guys went about it the wrong way. No one contested us. 
Right, right. You guys no had the voted. election and no one stepped up to say, yeah, I want to counter. No one went, went, No one ran against anyone else. So how do we push everyone out? Right. We had to have an election to get positions refilled because people quit. How is that taking over? How is that like a power struggle takeover and kicking people? No. But anyways, I digress. We obviously now take take assumed positions and we've done nothing but improvements on the club. Right. That's for sure. Between expanding the 3D range from a 20 lane 3D course to a 30 lane 3D course. Um, we're in the midst of, like I had already said, ordering a bunch of new 3D targets for the course. Right. Um, well, if, if I'm correct, that also now qualifies you guys to be a possible candidate for state events. Yep. As long as we have 30 targets, we can host qualifiers and, and, and possible ASA state. See, now that, that's, to me, that's one of the big things that is a, a perk for what you guys are doing. And that's the reason I was kind of, uh, you know, pushed the whole idea of swapping out of the old guard because there are a lot of clubs in pretty much in the entire U.S. that are run by a bunch of, not to be an asshole, but to, uh, that are run by a bunch of old timers that want shit to stay the way it is to keep their club the way it is. And in a private lot of ways, kind of just their own place to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the private clicky place. And Mm -hmm. to me, that is one of the biggest problems that is going on is the fact that Uh, there's one other part to that one. Volunteers. Well, yeah, that's also members lacking because there are some members that want to sign up and they just want to say, here's my money. I don't want to do shit. I just want to come and shoot. So fine. I mean, but there's always things in bylaws where you can add. Well, if you don't volunteer so and so amount of hours a year, you get penalized. Whatever. Fucking ten dollars an hour. We're we're thinking that's one thing we're not going to do anything this year. That was one thing that was on our table of business was mm-hmm. thinking about upping the obviously upping the yearly fee right for well, membership. You, you guys, that was on the fee table. is also dirt cheap. Yeah. So, so you're upping that for you know um, people who don't attend, attend and help right and. You know, we got a lot of upkeep. We've got a lot of stuff to take care of, and we don't have that a lot of money come in. Right. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, and like I said before, a hundred times in the other podcast, you guys actually have a really, really cool place. I mean, because you do. You have a three D range. You have the full lane for like six hundreds. You got the hundred yard target, and you have full field lanes. Yep. Which is really, really cool. In in the, the five years I've been a member of this club, we've never had any outside of club events there. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now Which that you guys have done all this, you guys are... to me. I'm like, we have all this room. We have all these, you know, p- possibilities to be able to uh, host qualifiers mm-hmm. or state events or anything there, and we've never done it. I agree. I absolutely agree. You know, you know, and, and I think that's something and, and that needs past, to be done with a lot of clubs across the country is the fact that they need to, what the, I don't know if I'm trying not to be a fucking asshole. They, they need to get with the fucking times of shit 
Oh yeah. You can't keep an archery club and expect it to succeed, succeed, succeed nowadays without bringing more attention to the club, bringing more events to the club, getting more members in. Especially nowadays, I mean, more programs into the club, like a Joad program, right? Yeah, like a Joad program, exactly. And I mean, I think a lot of clubs right now across the entire country are missing out on that shit, like hardcore. Like they're, they're just they're just not doing it because they want to keep it their clicky little place. And in a lot of ways, it's a very very bad decision, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it makes the clubs very uninviting. Whereas what you guys are doing now, like I said, they're referred to as the changing of the guard. You guys are opening the club up. You go from 20 shooting lanes, and your, your lanes were nice when I was there. They are Florida lanes. Everything's fucking flat. Did <laughs> so, you see the video I posted on Facebook? Of course I saw the video. Come on now. <laughs> Bitch, I damn near stalk you, fucker. Um, <laughs> um, but, but like I said, you guys went from 20 lanes to 30 lanes. Now that opens the opportunity to become a state ASA or a state IBO, whichever you guys choose to go to. We do state, a, state ASA, so we'll be able to do a qualifier and possibly because we also expanded our parking area mm-hmm. to where now that's more wide open to hold more cars. Right. To where we not host both. Right. So that, which is great. You're, you're adding more possibilities to bring more people to your club. You know, you. Well, I mean, we we spoke before. You spoke to Angel from um, High High Power Archery about the Joad program possibilities coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, we had a you, great talk. That was awesome, right? <laughs> and you, but I mean, that's the thing that you guys are pushing forward to get more done, not keep it static and boring and uninvited. You want to bring more people in, and I think that's a lot of things that a lot of these. Oh archery clubs are missing out on you know oh, yeah and that, that was a, one of the best parts about what joe did recently um we used to only have one 3d event a month right now we just make it the weekend mm-hmm. because a lot of people were coming up to us going hey you know we can't come on saturday can you get do you guys ever do 3ds on sunday mm-hmm. no but we will now there you go see that, so that, that, that's what i mean that's the that's whole weekend. more access and, and for us competitive fuckers like me and Joe and, and Don, Don and Shannon, you know, the big group, um, we'll shoot both days. <laughs> we can shoot twice. Hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be out there twice. At, I don't have a problem. Yeah, no, I agree. hundred percent. You know, Absolutely. Um, but, you know, going into that, you just getting everybody there and doing everything to where people are coming in more. Right. And see what we're doing and bringing more bodies. You get competitions in there, whether it be a FIDA competitions or the ASA competitions. Again, you're going to have people coming up here, co- co- come to the club going, this is here. Mm-hmm. I've been shooting in the state for five years. You guys, how long you guys been around? 20 years plus. I've never been here. Wow. Guess what? You have a person who might be able to just go, well, you guys aren't that far from me. Maybe I'll come out more often. Right. No, for even your club shoots. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, even for our club shoots now, we, you know, we went from obviously our standard pricing for our shoots are, is $10 for members, 15 for non. Right. And, but we just, Joe, the new president decided, you know, kids 16 and under, 
free. There you go. Because in his mind, you're bringing your kids. You're probably more than likely going to be shooting. I'm getting mommy and daddy's money anyways. Right, right. Not to take it the wrong way. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. For the most part. But you're you're also rejuvenating the club because you have these kids who now are coming in. They're shooting for free, but they're going to get addicted. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to stay more. They hit 17. Fuck, I'm, st- I'm going to pay my 10 bucks now. Right, I or agree. 15 bucks, whatever it be. I had my last 3D shoot. We had a group of kids come from Miami up because we were having a 3D shoot. Nice. They'd never been to the club. I had them shoot with me and another one of our club members. We had a grand old time, even in the rain. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got, no, see, and I think that's another thing, too, is like, uh, I think a lot of clubs are missing out on the, the whole social media thing, which I've mentioned way before. You know, I, I, people always were shocked because I used to pick on PSC that their fucking social mm-hmm. media presence at one point was garbage. And now, thankfully, they're doing a lot better. But yeah, that's the one. That's the only feedback I get negative from the old timers. Still, is a lot of our stuff is now, it's on the website, but some most of the bigger announcements and stuff like that, I go through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Me and Don are the ones that are constantly going. Okay, this event's coming up. Post it on Facebook. Right. You but, know, but I think because that's... that's the most accessible way of anyone going and and seeing what's going on. It's immediate. I agree. Instead of me calling the webmaster and going, hey, you need to put this on the website. You know. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, and that, that, that's something that I think down here or up here, whatever, like I was saying, um, that they miss out on. A lot of people rely on the South Carolina Archery Association to post the schedules. Like Kiwi Bowman has their own website. It, it, it's, it's, it's a very simple website to deal with and to go through. Um, I don't believe Tab has a website. Um, the only bad part, like for, especially for someone that's in my location, since I'm, we moved out of Greenville County and I now live in uh, Spartanburg County, there's nothing here in Spartanburg. So if I want to go to a 3d shoot, I have to drive. I think right now my shortest drive to a 3d shoots like 45 minutes because there's nothing here. Well, it's like me where I live. Mm-hmm. You know, in order to go to any of our ASA competitions, I'm driving a minimum of two hours. Right, right. No, this is not even this. this but is that's club also shoots. my maximum drive length. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything over two hours, I'm not. I'm not going to that shoot. Right. But at the same time, I have a lot more ASA shoots down here in Florida. Right. No, that's for sure. Like for here, it's kind of weird when you look at some of the rules. It's like okay, there's eight circuit shoots for the ASA. And then they require you that you have to go, I believe, I, I don't know if this is still in effect, but it used to be, where you have to go to each club once. Half these guys here don't want to drive to Myrtle. They have no interest in driving to Myrtle Beach whatsoever. That's you know? how, that's how um, especially here in the upstate. That reminds me of our, our state ASA, the way they do Shooter of the Year, is basically you're based off your t- top three high scores for the, for the year. Mm-hmm. And one of them has to be whatever is the state competition. So that one plus two others. Right. And then you get so many points for each shoot you attend. Right. So if you go to every competition at every course, you get, I can't remember if it's five or 10 points per. So you're getting a shit ton. They, 
that gets added right under your shit. Right. So, so in my case, I'll never be because my class, I'm, I'll never. They don't have a shooter of the year for um, known forty, but for other classes, if you only shoot three three shoots a year, you're not even going to be in contention for state or for shooter of the year in our in our in our state because you didn't get the bonus points. Even well, if you all three of those, you're beating everybody by 10, 15 points. Right, right. So you know, they have that on like one of ours here. One of the rules, I think, I think I'm, see, I'm not sure if it, it, it's still in effect because I absolutely lost interest when I seen like you have to go here and you have to go there and blah, blah, blah. That that, that just killed it for me. I think um, I, I, I can live with a minimum. Say like you have 10 spots to go into a state. Mm-hmm. If you have minimum, you shoot five. To be qualified for shooter of the year, I think that'd be great. But yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have to go to every shoot. I agree. Just God knows we're all working people. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a time where they're going to have an event on a weekend where I can't go. Right, right. Like for me, you know, I mean, where I am now, like I said, the, the shortest drive for me is 45 minutes. Um, but like if the, the state, is, I mean, people don't realize South Carolina is actually pretty decently sized. So you know, if I want to go to Kiwi, I'm driving an hour and 20 minutes probably to Kiwi. Yeah. Tab is about 50 minutes. Um, but me personally, I've since I have no interest on, oh, I got to go to Myrtle or I have to go all the way down to Charleston, which are both four plus hours from me. <laughs> you know, I have a hotel for those. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, I, I've been focusing more on what they call the Western Carolina, which is technically the upstate area of North Carolina and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, which, but Kiwi's on their list. Tab's on their list. Hendersonville, North Carolina is on their list. Hendersonville's 45 minutes from me. And right now, to me, that's, I, I, I love going to Kiwi. I love everybody down there. Tab, everyone's really, really cool. Um, between also the shots, the, the shoots that Archery Shack has been putting on, the shoots that Saluda River Archery has been putting on. But as of right now, for where I am, Hendersonville seems to be the most, I, I don't know if I should say technical, shoot, like shoot, because it's angles like you wouldn't believe. It's like on the side of a mountain. So Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 it should make for a really cool... I didn't really find out about Hendersonville and and the fact of how close it was until my job made me go to Asheville to go repair some stupid truck. And I'm like, really? Hendersonville's this close to my damn house? I keep forgetting how close I am right now to the state line. Constantly. I have no idea. So I'm like, all right, well, Hendersonville looks like a cool shoot. Me and Arthur are going to go up there next year to some of those. Um. And see what those that guy's are like. A beast. Yeah, or he, he he's the the trad. I love I love trad you, Viking. Re, you and him to come down here for a shoot or something, and just him to walk all over our trad community. Oh no, he, he we were what talking about the that. Fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah, we, we were talking about that. He's like, man, he's like just talking to Doug, bro. He's like, do do you really think it's gonna be like that? I'm like, for real, I've seen the scores. I'm like, it's really gonna be like that. Like, all right, man. If you think so, like, dude, you are like, oh, like, I was showing one of the trad shooters today at my range. 
him shooting at at Sluda. Right. And I'm like, this is what he does at 20 yards. And it was one of his groups with the friggin' Robin Hood in it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what he and said. And that's the weirdest part, too, is when he does it, too, it, it doesn't matter what Bowie has. It doesn't matter if it's his his Hoyt Exceed with the 25-inch riser or the one that he's got with the 27-inch riser or his fucking, like, 72-pound bear that he has. He, mm-hmm. he, he, he shoots them all the same way. I mean, he, he's just, he's an absolute trad fucking beast as it is. And I'm sitting there showing him in this picture. He goes, he does this at least every time he goes there. Oh, the Robin he, Hoods? He, he'll Robin Hood almost every time he goes there. But one to two arrows. Like Easily. One to two arrows a day. Easily. Without a problem. And they're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. You know, I mean, like last week, we, me and him went to... Uh, the the last shoot down at Archery Shack before you know hunting season's coming up and I was talking to Jeremy and Jeremy and everything down there and TJ and they're really cool guys I've I got strings that the strings that are on the inertia are from them and I told them flat out I'm like yo you know get ready you know after hunting season I already got the new bow so I don't need strings right now um but after everything calms down I'm gonna order another set of strings from you for my inertia he's like still have them on your bow I'm like oh yeah 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 he's like how long have they been on there like, believe it or not, yours have lasted longer than everyone else's. He's like, really? He's like, well, you know, it's a, we were joking, you know, how, how aggressive the cam is on the inertia. It always yeah, causes yeah. serving separation and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, yours have been on the bow for 18 months. And they, I literally put the, I, I don't care about a little bit of a serving separation. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'll shoot it anyway. The, 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 the strings inside the serving were not torn, so screw it. I was going to keep shooting it. It's like, but it literally took 16 or so months for his strings to start having the serving separation on the inertia. It's like, well, what other strings have you had on it? I'm like, oh, I had 60Xs. I've had ABBs on it. You know, I've had a couple of different company strings on it. How long did those last? I'm like, ah, the ABBs lasted about nine months. It's like, oh, what about the 60Ss? I don't know, three and a half months, four months. It's like they didn't, they weren't on that bow long. I'm like, you know, yeah. they started shredding. I was like, so I don't know. I was granted like when I first got the 60Xs four years ago, I don't know if they're like the new company on the block or what the fuck ever. I was like, oh, look, they're cheap. <laughs> so you know that's that reminds me of this uh, of what uh don told me once when i switched the uh, wick sticks back to the supra and i put shrewd bars on my uh perform he goes oh shit guess wick sticks gonna pull their sponsorship from me i'm like motherfucker <laughs> i'm like i don't have a sponsorship from them even though i would love their bars we pay for everything what are you talking about <laughs> pay for exactly that's the reason why that's the only reason why i went with the shrewd bars i got i got a really good deal on them yeah yeah you did that's for sure <laughs> we were talking about that so let's see what else all right so we covered the, the whole club topic you know what some clubs need to do Kind of like shove the old guard to the side and open some shit up for people, make the places more accepting. So, absolutely. The, the other big thing that has also been very popular topic on a lot of stuff is I hate the fucking term, but the lifestyle events. Oh, okay. Like how they um, seem to be taking over the entire archery market. 
between between uh, ta- what is it, TAC? Yeah, TAC. Uh, and OP, then and the right o- and the R100 is starting to pull that shit too. Right, the R100 is expanding their schedule for more events. They added you guys in Florida. We got the one in Georgia. They're adding them all over the place. Yeah, I'm getting another one next year. Right. Yeah. You. Uh, in <laughs> it's less than an hour away from my house. Yeah. It's yeah. in winter something. <laughs> yeah. Um. Saint Cloud. Saint Cloud. That's what it is. Okay. Um. You know, and they seem to be taking over a lot of the the market value of what's going on at archery. And a lot of the podcasts have been having a, like a really good point about it. You know, some of them are like, oh, you know, you, you get the, the, the real like competition archery ones like, oh, you know, they get the snootiness. This may I'll really... tell you right now, this, the last one we had here in Florida, the R100, mm-hmm. almost all every ASA person I see on my circuit, the high competitors like Kevin Dukes and his family, mm-hmm. they're just... They're all there. Right. It was it was like going to another ASA with a lot more recreational people who never go to these shoots. Right, right. But it was just like, I'm at an ASA again without being an ASA. Well, I mean, when you really think about it, the R100 yeah, yeah. is set up for, you know, your standard like 50 class. Yeah. So everything is like 50 yards or so. So, mm, I mean, wait, yeah. Most of, I think the farthest shot we had that whole weekend was 60, no, 70 yards. Oh, really? There was one that far? Nice. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know about that. I, I, from what everyone was saying is like, oh, you had a whole entire course to set up like known 50. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So it, it, be it wasn't that bad. In, so. I mean, but it, it was like one or two, but most of them were 50 or below. But okay. it was just like we had, a, it, was, it, it was, other than the location they had it in, you know, because there was no shade. Right. No shade. And in Florida, no shade is a dead substance. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes, that is very, very true. But, you know, especially for events like TAC. You know, TAC more so seems to be the, like the Reinhardt, yeah, you know, it's it's making its waves now, now, apparently so, now that they got targets over 50, which which is good. Um, you have other ones that are popping up, like Bowfest. Yeah. You know, you're getting a lot more of those events. And TAC is never ending their expansion to where they're going. Now they got shoots in Vermont and Pennsylvania and Tennessee and everywhere. The only thing else. I don't like about Bofest is it's starting to give certain people an idea. Oh, they can put colored dots on the animals. And we can shoot at those now. Well, that that no don't see that's where they screw up. That's not Bofest. That's OPA. Oh, okay. You got to remember, OP, OPA and Bowfest joined together, so they had the lifestyle shoot and the competition. So the color yeah, dots I'm, I'm getting, was OPA. I'm getting motherfuckers asking me, can you guys put, like, dots where the tar- where the 12s are? No. No, yeah, this is not Redding. No. No. Uh, in, in reality, OPA took the best aspects of Redding and ASA and kind of slapped them together. You know, they've just made the dots more visible for the point system, whichever. Um, that but, takes a challenge out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And, and you know, oh, excuse me. Um, you, you see a lot of the things like popping up in when it comes to ASA. Like the largest group that's growing in ASA right now is Bowhunter class. Because, all right, you know, the Bowhunters finally got their kind of thing when TAC came to town or, you know, Bowfest came to town. And the, and the, and the good, and he, he, I found this out through a couple of people. The reason why a lot of bow hunters are doing it is because it gives them 
awesome practice throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And, and ASA usually ends just before hunting season. Right, right, right. So they stay warmed up the whole year instead whole of like year. they used to, where they'd only start practicing a month or two out and then go out and hunt and then put their bow down until... A month or two. Huh. I know guys that are like two or three days before. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the only reason why I know that is because the club south of me, Indian River, they close. They don't have any shoots from last month in August to they don't have a new. Sh- they won't have any shoots again until January. Oh, wow. Because of hunting, because of hunting season. Because mm-hmm. that club's mostly hunters. Right, right. And which is good. I mean, I'm I'm glad hunters are getting involved in the classes and stuff like that. Um. But that seems to be the big, the big driving thing that they're seeing right now is tack and Bowfest and whatever are causing these hunters to get into ASA. It might not also be harder because a lot of the hunting bows are a lot cheaper than us, our target rigs. Right, right. Well, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Jesus Christ. Dude. So it's an easy entry point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. So... But, you know, you see a lot of that where the hunters are getting involved, which I think is a good thing. But they're, to me, a lot of ways, the ASAs and stuff like that, they're trying to put tension to kind of not be associated with the lifestyle event. Meanwhile, they should be in a lot of ways. You know, you look at a lot of the stats that come out about ASAs and IBOs and you see, oh, look, all right, wow, this, this is cool. The ASA or whatever got... 1600 people on you know involved mm-hmm. and then you try to look up at, you know the the stats for attack and it just dwarfs the shit out of asa and ibo it absolutely just teabags them into the fucking uh, the championships no i would probably it would attack is probably dominating all of them by far like they Even were saying the, one of the bad events attack oh no sorry one of the sold out events uh, like Utah or whatever, yeah. That they've now had to do double events where they do one, go somewhere else, and then come back two or three weeks later to that same state. Oof. Yeah, there's sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred people at an ASA, and tax sells out in a half hour, and there's four thousand people there. And now they got to schedule a second round of events because they packed the house, and now they got to do a whole second one. So. You know, I, I you know, and I, I see a lot of people, especially now since Bofest and OPA joined up, they're trying to get um the guy who own the owner of TAC, uh, Sean DeGray, they're trying to convince him to get you know or possibly have a conversation with him about hey you know why don't you make a competition side, you know, and a lot of the hunters fear that type of shit. Also, I see from a lot of conversations I've had with people like oh then. Who's going to want to shoot with Levi? No, 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 no. I think they're missing the whole point of that where OPA was not shooting on the same course as Bowfest. They had a completely separate course. So everybody still got to be separated, and it was all good to go and good and dandy. And they're trying to get that in tack, or they're trying to convince Sean to get that into tack. In a lot of ways, I think that could be a good thing and a bad thing, me personally. Because I think TAC is doing such a good job at, like, just getting hunters and the environment all together. 
and because um, everybody's cool as be, that from it, what I, I think it would, I think it would be great if they did add a, add a competition side to it. Here's my thoughts. Um, if they did add a competition side, obviously, unfortunately, as much as I'd love to see a Levi or Jack or, you know, one of them go out there and shoot one of those courses and show and show us that, yeah, that shit is hard. Right. I don't think they should be available. <laughs> I think it should remain like an amateur competition to where any Joe Blow can go out there and have a good time. Well, see, that was one of the, th- the one of the conversations that was in one of the podcasts was the the reason that people want to kind of get um, tack involved is the terrain setup. Whereas when you go to an ASA or something, everything's flat. Oh, it, it absolutely is. You know, let the pros go and show off, shoot the angled shots, blah 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 blah. But and, and that's where the thing I can see where are you know keeping it an amateur event. What if they involve like special events, which I thought was one of the best ideas in all the podcasts oh. that I've mentioned this shit is what if after the, you know, the, the money round is done for the pros they you know, they got all the footage, live footage, whatever. And they're, yeah. you know, who won, blah, 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 blah. What if you get guys like Jack or Dan or Levi to do or Tim or oh, God, Tim, if Tim were to do a seminar, it would never end because someone would ask him a question. There would be a 35 minute rant on one thing. Um, and I love Tim Gillingham. He, but he's just a bucket of wealth and it just spews out like a fucking volcano. And you're like, I can't absorb all of this. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> well, that's Don made the joke that he just, he, when he goes to, when he goes to some of the big competitions, he'd just hang out by the gold tip booth where mm-hmm. Tim would be just talking, just like, yeah, I'm yeah, telling you, the yeah. best thing anyone can do, and this is this might sound like the most absurd fucking thing. If you're going to go to an ASA shoot and Tim Gillingham happens to be doing some kind of seminar or some kind of speech, do yourself a favor, go on your phone, download some kind of podcasting app, like something like Rode Microphone makes a digital recorder for your phone. Just walk up to him and just turn the fucking thing on. This way, when he just <laughs> blows out of your mind, out of his mind, just fucking gives you a million fucking topics like crazy you can be like ah, i can listen back into it in slow motion because <laughs> you know what i mean um no but and that was one of the i think the best ideas i came up to it of people like oh we gotta maybe we gotta talk to sean about this is what if you can get guys like levi and like i said like dan or jack like have jack do a seminar on judging you yardage. john going to these fucking things right yeah 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 and, and you got dudley also doing the whole knock-on thing but you get you know Levi doing a whole thing maybe about arrow building or Dan do something about arrow building and Levi does something about shooting form and consistency and like I said you get Jack to do yardage judging people would Dude, run to those seminars to <laughs> yeah you'd have people flocking with those seminars which I thought was probably one of the best ideas to involve both sides because all the amateurs get to have fun and we get to go shoot the fucking trees because there's a thousand dollars in arrows in one fucking tree on some wolf target that no one can get the, the range finders to work on. And then the, the, the pros got their own shit. Who wins the, the fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 fucking pot? Who the fuck knows what it is? And afterward, you can get something that's cool where, okay, you could have a meet and greet. You know, of course, Matthews would probably have the big baller fucking yellow and black everywhere because they control everything. Um, 
But that is you know, black and redders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you got to watch for that. That's partially Hoyt too. And that was something. Oh shit. Oh god. This is so funny because I actually sent a, a message to uh, uh what he strikes again. Who? The uh, Hoyt purist. Oh, oh yeah. We'll get it. We'll get at that. Uh, you know, I was joking around with with archery hooligan, and I told him I'm like, you know. Next time you, you see this, like, the you know, the competition photos where it's like the one PSE or one Hoyt person in the middle surrounded by Matthews people all around, just, just slap a Brazzers fucking logo on that bitch because someone in that middle got fucked. <laughs> he was like, that's a great idea. I was like, you know, I was like, you, you got to make some, some nifty joke about, you know, just Team Yellow just fucking the whole world on when it comes to archery. But I like Matthews. Like I said, it doesn't matter. I like my PSEs more, but I do like the Matthews bows. Same here. Same here. Um, but yeah. So, all right. So what happened with the Hoyt people? Oh no, it's just Mister Mister uh, Hoyt purist. Uh, it's one guy, just straight up one guy. Because I know a couple of people who own Hoyts and who bought Hoyts. They're great people. Just this, uh, the Hoyt purist I talked about is just him. Mm-hmm. And he came out again trying to start shit with our club. Joe singling out. No. Um, Joe gives a 10% discount to every member of the club. Right. Well, Tino doesn't like this because, you know, his shop is right around the corner from the shop from the club mm-hmm. but does not do anything to promote us or help us or come by he doesn't even shoot there he's not a member right but he, he expects us to send all the archery business business that we get to him right right no we send everyone that we we have contact with go down to skull hill archery in okeechobee mm-hmm. go to um i can't remember the name of the place but it's up in freaking jacksonville mm-hmm. do not Go there. Jesus. He will sell you a bow with no problem. He will talk you into any Hoyt bow that he carries because that's all he carries. But don't ask for anything else after that because he will not take care of you. Yeah, I know. He's in the background like, no, God, please, no, <laughs> no. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, he's straight up. His, his customer service cha- goes from great all the way up until that sale of that bow and then after that it's fuck you not my problem right right and even if he sets you up he'll go oh you're a 28 inch draw this is i've heard this from multiple people they're all two inches short really so if you're 28 your actual draw length is 28 he'd sell you a bow and go no you're 26 jesus you know, Todd. You, you know, my buddy Todd. He went in there, got one. Oh yeah, you're 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 twenty nine. You're twenty nine. He's thirty fucking two. Nice. Wow. <laughs> so damn. He, he he. But he's all about that money. He, as soon as he gets the money, it's like after that. He has. Uh, but you. The, that's the not the right mod that I ordered for this bow. But you still got to pay for it, and I'm going to order you another one. Damn. See, no, that that that's bullshit. 
Um, you bought a bow for me. I'm not going to tune that without you paying me another $175 to tune it for you. Holy shit. That's horrible. It's yeah, like that's... I got a couple that's just got an Archie, and unfortunately they didn't listen to some of us. Still went to him. They bought two new Hoyt Invictas. I think right. that's what the target bow is. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting for him to come in. I said, if he does not set them up for free and he expects you to pay for them, do not do it. I don't care what you do. Go to Skull Hill Archery. Go anywhere. Do not let him set up your bow. Right, right. Okay. See what happens. They're supposed to get their bows by the end of the month. Find out. Well. But I don't know. Some of the shops he, that do that type of crap are, are, yeah, are stupid. He, he, thought, he thought Joe was selling stuff because he runs a shop out of his house because obviously, you know, he, he doesn't do a storefront. But, you know, he gets orders whatever. He sells everything at 10% to everybody. But somebody thought he was selling them for less than that, than that. And he tried to turn them into Lancaster. Oh, nice. He get his Lancaster shit pulled mm-hmm. like come on really uh, you know he's true. trying to help us uh, uh, help out some of us club members by giving us a slight discount it's right, not, right. oh my god uh, don't get me wrong I love to buy everything at cost and <laughs> but you're just screwing screwing a club out of a good resource oh yeah yeah well that's the there's going to be people like that everywhere. I mean, you're going to have guys that are, you know, just all about the money for themselves, and that's it. And they don't care who they're going to screw over in their path, which well, is bullshit. But here's the other part. You go into his shop, and you look at anything on that he has there that's you can get through a Lancaster catalog. It's marked up 10 to 15%. Over Lancaster? Over Lancaster. Wow. His excuse is, well, I'm saving you on shipping. Okay. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that's, that's, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what. Th- yeah, this is where I. This is where I have a problem. Oh no, I, I I don't blame you at all. I mean that 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 is nonsense. So, if you're that shop, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Angel would <laughs> say, yes, absolutely. Don't be that guy. God damn, that's ridiculous. But I, I don't know, man. I, I don't understand how, with a with a reputation like that, people's shops stay open. You know, and it, and it's horrible to say too, because I know a lot of people in a lot of shops that they they seem to be getting very cold. Like none of the shops I know here are like this. This is this is like from my experience up north. The more everything grew online the more shops became like unhospitable towards people, you mm-hmm. know, because it's like they always had that fear of, um, oh, they're going to buy it online or they're going to do this and they're going to do that and blah, 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 blah. Well, if you're afraid of people buying online, don't charge too much. Right. No, I, I Take care that. of your customers. No, I absolutely okay. understand that. That that that's for sure. And you know, it, it, it's so stupid because you know damn well that if an average shop is going to order something from Lancaster, it's going to be over the price for the free shipping. So they're going to get it shipped to them for free as it is. Yeah. So 
even if you're promoting like your matching Lancaster's prices, that would be fine. I think that would be yeah. acceptable. But there's no reason like, oh, I'm saving you money on shipping. You didn't pay for it to be shipped anyway, fucker. Your last order was probably $1,000. You got everything shipped to you for free as it was. So you didn't pay for a damn thing for shipping. So stuff like that is is uh, just people trying to wheel and deal and trying to hustle people out of extra, which I think mm-hmm. is nonsense. But then again... And in the climate we're in, we all can't afford freaking to be wheeled and dealing. No, uh, but yeah, I agree with that. But I think there's and also other problems where, like, you know... Because you know you're making, like... like all right, let's take a dozen arrows, for example. The average dozen arrows right now are going to be over $99 for a dozen. A dozen decent arrows are going to be over 100 bucks, no matter what. Yeah. Um. So right there, Lancaster's going to ship the shit for free. So you're, st- you're still going to make money in, in some, you know, you're going to make here, money. Here's a little insider for you. Hmm. It's free for us to order online after there's... Sh- their shipping price, but for a shop, you have to have more than a hundred dollar order to get free shipping. Right, right. Yeah, no, I'm sure. But I'm yeah, but you got to remember too, when like a shop orders arrows, they're not oh, ordering yeah. twelve. No. They're ordering one of those boxes that has sixty in it. Yeah. So they're getting yeah. So they're getting that box shipped for free, and they're gonna make money. And then you still have some shops like, oh, all right, you bought the arrows. Now I got to charge you for every single one. I'm gonna cut and glue a tip in on. Which to me is kind of like, like I said, I don't, this doesn't happen down here where, no. where I am. You know, if I buy a dozen arrows off Saluda or whatever, you know, they're like, all right, you know, cool. You know, I'll have to pay for the tips, which is fine, which I don't care because the, some people run hundreds. I run 125s, but I also run, you know, my hunting bow, everything's 300 spines. 150. <laughs> what? 150 points of mine. No, no, I'm talking about hunting arrows. Oh. So like my carnivores, my my uh, renegade re- renegades, whatever the black eagle arrows I have, Rampage. my rampages, yes. Um, they're all running one twenty fives right now. Well, no, the rampages have one hundreds because the rampages have fifty grain inserts in them, whereas okay, the carnivores so. have the standard fourteen grain aluminum inserts. So I'm run, running running one twenty five in those, but I have to run three hundred spines in everything because it just no matter which bow I have, it just, especially the inertia, the inertia just d- demolishes 350 spines like it's nothing. So, um, but you know, I don't get charged for them to be cut. You know, but fine. Like I said, I have to buy the tips depending on which arrows everyone knows. I don't, I'm think, this, that. I don't think any cut, any archery shop should charge for cutting arrows. If you buy from them, I can understand if you don't buy from them. Yeah, yeah, that I agree cut, with. Yes. Cut arrows. Yeah, but like the stupid stuff, you know, with people buying online, all right, I agree. Let's say you buy a site online, you go into a shop, and you want them to install it. I think you should be charged for the install. Because even though you thought you saved money buying it online, they shouldn't have to do work for it for free. Now, no. if, and I could say this for a fact because I've done it. If I go into Saluda, I'm just going to use them because that's my common shop I go to all the time. If I go to him and I buy an HHA site, just I'm going to use that for example because I have HHA sites and I know he, for a fact he sells Tetras <laughs> and whatnot. If I buy the site from them, they're like, "Yo, give me a bow." They install it, no problem. You know, they'll install it. They'll you know put the the little laser doohickey on the fucking riser, 
and yep. you know they'll match it to the arrow rest this way everything is centered right off the bat before you even have to do your left to rights because of your grip torque whatever i agree with that they should if you buy the product from them even though you think you're saving twenty dollars you're really not because you're going to end up paying the shop 20 bucks or whatever to set it up correctly because they're going to do second and third access and all that happy right, bullshit. Yeah. They're going to do your second and third access for you. They're going to hit it with the laser. This way your arrow and your sight are centered with each other. This way you have a, a zero point to go off of. So it, it kind of makes it worthwhile for you to buy it from the shop because you're not saving money in the long run. You shouldn't expect someone to do something for free. And it's it, it, to me, it's so stupid. And I think that's why, I, you know, we, you know, I've always talked about, you know, try to support local as much as you can. You know, I, I have connections when it comes to wanting to buy a new fucking PSE bow from doing this podcast and making friends with other people in podcasts. Who's a dealer here? Who's a dealer there that I've, you know, come in contact with over the last four fucking years. I went to Kevin and bought my bow. I bought it from my local shop. You know, I ain't worried about saving the money. I want that dude to make business because every time I rep his shop or whatever, there's no sponsorships involved. I mean, yes, he does have business affairs with my wife when it comes to Stephanie is his um, sling maker, sling bino harness maker, which is great. So, and I always appreciate that. So, you do for me, I do for you. It's cool, you know, and that's why that's I was like, be. you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. And, you know, and Stephanie's business is growing and growing and growing. I mean, she was all excited the other day and I posted about it because she got a, um, what the fuck was it called? Was it, was it something with Etsy? She got, yes, it was Etsy. Yes, thank you. She got star status as an Etsy seller for her five-star review rating she's got like a hundred and fucking 50 or something reviews on etsy all of them are five stars yep. almost a thousand sales on etsy alone never mind you know all the slings that are in saluda river and um the fact Break that sticks. she's expanded mm -hmm. on to uh ebay also because we have the contract for the um for the yokes with the leather maker yeah. So she actually supplies other people with pre-cut yokes on top of what she does, plus the 3D printing shit that I help her with and stuff like that. And she's working on this cool little survival ball or whatever that she's working on. I just designed the main holder for her the other day, um, but that's soon to come. Um, I'm realizing I'm, I'm I drank a lot. I'm my mailbox. Where is it? I don't <laughs> We got to actually send you all the new purple hotness so you can get rid of that lavender shit. So, yes. And if anyone has bought stuff from Shooting Skulls that was 3D printed, the previous purple is no longer being used. We actually have a new <laughs> acid purple color. It's actually purple. It's not lavender. And it's fucking purple. It's like, it, we should post a photo of your bow. Doug's bow screams, purple, like fucking you wouldn't believe, <laughs> like everything, the, 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 the Excel purple, the Excel scope purple is fucking like, like sexy reflective purple, it's, it's retarded, it matches right, in not the, to mention the, the price that, that you got oh, that just for, goes right in there. I actually felt guilty 
when I bought that scope with your leftover money from when we sold that goddamn bow. And that guy was like, I want $25 for this AV41. And I'm like, I'm fucking this dude over right now, just giving him the $25. I'm sorry. I'm like, here, just send it. Nope, nope, nope. You didn't feel guilty. You're like, bro, it's purple. Get it. I'm like, okay, cool. You sent me the link. I'm like, is this dude for real? It says $25. Send him a message. Hey, yo, bro, did the AV41 sell? The purple one. No, no, it's still available. Uh, Nine more. <laughs> is the price correct? Yeah, the price is right. Why? I'm like, nothing. We're good. Send me your PayPal right now, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, I'm sorry. I know damn well for a fact even a used AV41 goes for 100 bucks. And this dude's like, yeah, I'll sell it to you for 25 shipped. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm raping this poor guy. Whatever. I mean, it didn't have any extras in it, but that's fine. I had all of those on my blue one. Yeah, I know. Exactly. You had all doubles of everything. And I'm just like, just, you know what? I don't feel like guilty. It's Doug's money. Doug's fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. And it's like even now, too, in my perform, I did change my scope. Yeah. You know, even though I can't really realistically shoot the thing very well right now. I traded my um, 40 millimeter for a 35 millimeter. Which, I mean, I like it, It which is the, the, the strangest thing, and I don't know if anyone else has shot the Bowfinger scopes. They are, they, they do have like a, you, you feel the mass on the front of your bow. I really wasn't expecting the 40 millimeter and the 35 millimeter to be like super that much of a difference. difference in weight. And it was like, okay, you can now remove two ounces of weight off your front stabilizer. I'm like, <laughs> like what the... How fucking light is this thing now? I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, no, I don't know. There's just been so much shit going on lately. And, you know, I think archery needs to get up to date. Like I said before, with some of the clubs, get some of the old guard to step aside, get some good ideas going in there. I'm a big fan of the life event fucking archery things like tack and whatnot. So, like to see them keep expanding. I keep sending Sean emails like, you know, there's um, ski resorts in North Carolina that could use some uh, extra money in the summer. You could hold events here, you know. Uh, and I just try, I, I just try to rep the fucking the, the South here, try and get some more events here and stuff. Yeah, Tack will never come down here to Florida because there's nowhere to fucking do it. No, why well, everything there would be flat. And What's the that, excitement in that? That takes, oh, that takes, walk that takes five some fun miles out through it. the swamp. <laughs> you know, this is tag. Bring your waiters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, down there you would need it. Oh, it was a good rainstorm yesterday. You're gonna be up to your ankles in water. <laughs> so uh, that's what I did for state last. No, the year before last. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent me the photos. You were like ankle deep in water. Yep. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I got the other, like, I hope you got muck boobs. I'm like, fuck, I don't, because I've never dealt with this. Great. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I completely forgot about that. That's wild. But it happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that these events keep going and keep growing and more locations get added. You know, it's, it's always good when, you know, like lifestyle event wise, TAC has been my favorite because it's the one I've been to. I've been to other ones that are like, oh, okay, you know. That's fine. Tack is hopefully just he gets you to the R100 this year. Yeah, yeah. I got. I want to definitely hit the Georgia one up. I want to try and hit the Florida one up if we can. I mean, it comes into advantage at you guys and my parents now since my parents have retired to Florida. 
you guys are like <laughs> 40 minutes away from each other or 30 minutes away from each other or something. No, she's there. Um, cause I drive down there every day. It's about, yeah, it's about 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Depending on where they are in Port St. Lucie. I don't know. They're in some big ass retirement community. That's all I know. Apparently it's fucking big. <laughs> like half the Bronx retired people are all there. I'm like, great. Wonderful. <laughs> you know, so, my my Sicilian driving down there. My Sicilian father is probably at the bocce ball court with all the paisans. Like, fuck, like, where are you from? I'm from Sicily. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, all the Italian guidos. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh boy, but I don't know, man. It feels actually good to be recording again for a change. I miss Steffi. Yes, yes, yes. Stuff will be on again soon. She's got to get back in the rhythm of shooting because all the stuff from the summer and our son being off of school, that Matthews has been neglected. Um, but we'll see. I mean, hopefully we can get back to a re- re- regular recording schedule. I am contemplating starting another podcast. Um, just because, like I was saying, I, I, I think South Carolina needs to get more especially the upstate area, we need to get more known about the archery programs and stuff up here, the shops and stuff like that. So I've been tossing around the idea of starting a second podcast and hosting that on Anchor so I don't have to pay for anything. Um, And granted, it does limit me to a one-hour episode with each one, whereas I can't do, you know, me and Dougie are here already on an hour and a half and Trust me, if we were in the same room, we'd probably be completely fucking hammered and we'd be going for three to four hours. So, uh, possibly because yeah. I don't drink that much anymore. And now when I do drink, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trust me. I feel that way right now. I already drank my, um, my Southern beverage, I'd like to call it. And, um, my, my, my third my, beer in. My, my face <laughs> is going numb. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I've, I've been contemplating, you know, doing a second one. And I know for me, for like that one, it would be easy for me to get a lot of the local shops and stuff like that here. I know I can get Kevin from Saluda River on here. I know I can get um, Jeremy and TJ on here from Archery Shack. I know a, a, a pretty decent amount of the local pros here in South Carolina. You know, obviously, I'd have Arthur on well, both podcasts, one we could have as the non-family-friendly version on this show, and then we can do a more family-friendly version on that one. So, I mean, you could be on a lookout soon. I actually kind of already have the name for it. And we know I could be clean. Oh, yeah, 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 but this is going to be South Carolina-oriented. This, you know, you know, granted, I mean, you come up here and do a shoot with us, yeah, then, of course, that would be no problem. So. Yeah, I gotta get a weekend up there. Yeah, definitely come on up whenever you want. So, but that's about it. You got any other topics? I'm good. <laughs> oh no, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the the upcoming um, ASA season here. Trying to get my stuff ready, and other than that, I'm 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 toasty. Awesome. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, everybody. Be safe, have fun, go shoot. Remember, our, um, archery hunting season for everyone is pretty much around the corner, and actually some states, I believe, started this week. Ours so, starts next weekend. I think ours starts here the 15th. So be out there, be safe, make sure you know what you're shooting at, 
Make sure it's not some dude walking through the woods with his bow on his shoulder, that it's not a rack. If you can't see, get some fucking glasses. So, all right. Everybody, be safe. Have fun. Get out there and go shoot.